Episode 67. I'm, this one is going to be tough love, I think. What are we talking about? Can you give tough love from your soapbox? Is that the prime location for giving tough love? I think that's like an ideal location. I feel like you're going to spend a lot of time there. Oh, buckle in, guys. (laughs) I did not wake up on the wrong side of the bed, I promise. I'm in a good mood. But listen, we have a serious topic to talk about today. Like I'm already on the soapbox. I haven't even given the title of our episode yet. <laughs> Why am I not achieving my goals? Do you hear that a lot? Not asked specifically like that. How do you hear it? This isn't working. This program doesn't work. I'm not seeing results. And what do you say to that? Well, you need some context to that conversation. It's not. What is generally. Are you doing everything that you possibly can? And are you doing it consistently? Like those are the two most obvious questions right off the start. And what are the common answers to those questions? No. Would you say the common answers are yes, but then when you dive deep, it's actually a no? Yes. Like, do people want to think that they're doing everything they can? Yes. And that's actually part of the The conversation too, is as human beings, we grossly overestimate our actual success. And I mean, maybe, maybe I hadn't even planned to talk about this, but like one of the methods that we're using in our nine week level up program right now is like, now we have a tangible way to see your actual success. Like, it's not an arbitrary question that I'm asking you it's like, it's very black or white. That's funny because I met with somebody this morning and one of her things that she struggled with, she commented she struggled with, but then when we looked at the tracker, it was like six out of seven days, you did it. So like, what the heck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So she grossly underestimates herself versus overestimating, but. Which is actually a valid point. And I think. Yeah, I think that happens too, rarely, but. Yeah. But yes, it happens. Anyway. That would have been a good conversation. Like as the coach, like, no, like yeah, it, like it was rocking this. Yeah, it was actually a good conversation. I would say nine times out of ten though, it swings this way though. Yes, for sure. Um so if we dive deep into like why I'm not achieving my goals and we talk about effort and consistency, how do we what often are is keeping people from putting in the effort and being consistent. Would you say? I I think that's a very broad question. I think there are actually, there's numerous things. What do you hear most or see most? Man, I love this stuff. I love goals. Like I just love goals. I love everything about goal setting, but you guys already know that. So here's the thing numerous reasons why you can't put the intensity or not can, I'm not going to use the word can't, aren't. Okay. Cause like, that's a choice you're making. Okay. And first of all, you need to understand that, that that's a choice. Like you are directly making because the things that you map out, those are things that you are responsible for. And there will always be things on the outside that directly not directly, but that will indirectly cause friction points from between you and accomplishing those things but every minute of that day, you have a choice in like how you approach those things. Right. And usually when 
we get distracted. That's like a big reason why we're not being successful at some of the things that we set out to do. And I mean that by, as in like, you could take it from the most obvious level. I don't want to eat good today because I have this lunch with my coworkers or somebody brought donuts to the office or I'm just too tired today. So I'm, I'm just like, not going to put that effort. Like you're distracted, right? There are other things that are kind of getting in the way and you're being more focused on those things rather than what is actually important to you in those fleeting moments. So could we also call distractions excuses? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm kind of stuttering on this one too, because I feel like excuses also have like another layer to them where it's just like a story that you're telling yourself, you know? So maybe like things like I'm too tired, so I don't want to eat well, that would be like an excuse written reason, you know? Um, And even like distractions coming back to like, you have this plan and you set out with this plan, but your friend down the road is doing this crazy at home workout and they're posting these before and afters and you're like, wow, it worked for them. So maybe what I need to do is what they're doing, you know? So there's a distraction right there is like, no, what actually is in front of you is for you and it will work for you, but you just have to pay attention to it put the effort and the intensity into that instead of caring too much about what your friend is doing and thinking that that's the right thing for you. So distractions come in different forms. Same thing with excuses. My family doesn't support me. I don't have, I didn't, I didn't get groceries because I was too busy running around with the kids or I'm running around with the kids. So I can't, I don't have time to do X, Y, Z. Well, then I think that falls into the other category we were talking about of like blaming others and not taking responsibility. Deferred responsibility. For your choices and actions. One of my favorites. super easy to do, right? Again, like as human beings, I think something we largely do, we grossly do, is that we don't want to accept responsibility for some of these things that like you are responsible for that you would rather put the deferred responsibility on another person or another thing, because that's just the easier route, you know, the path of least resistance. Then having this like honest conversation with yourself and calling yourself out of your own bullshit. How do you have these conversations, these tough love conversations with your clients when, because obviously as a third party, it's easy to see them and it's easy to point out this is an excuse or you're blaming others or whatever it may be, but how do you have that conversation and promote action? That's a great question. Um, I think the first time is more trying to keep it in a positive light and reframe the focal point that like, okay, I, I understand that you're busy. So let's look at what happens earlier in your day. And then you just like defer that focus to a different part of their day where they could be more successfully set up to handle some of the things that are about to come their way later in the day. For example, like, that's cool. Okay. So we, this is the first time it's coming up the second or the third time by the third time I'm losing a little bit of patience. And I get that sometimes. And I, as the coach, I don't also want to defer the responsibility because it's also my job to um, structure this in a way that is going to help you be successful as my client. But at some point, like if you're just not like putting the attempt in to follow through on some of these things, that's when I know that I got to pull out the, 
all right, can I have a coaching moment with you? And actually I shouldn't, damn it. I just gave away my secret. That's like my line. Can I have a coaching moment with you? Like that means that I'm about to deliver a reality check for you because at some point you're also paying me to tell you to pick up your socks. Like if this were easy, we wouldn't be working together. You would be able to do this on your own, but now you're struggling. So part of what you're paying me for is to hold you accountable. And that's not always rosy glasses, you know, rose, rosy, rose colored glasses, (laughs) rosy glasses. (laughs) Man, I just ruined my speech with a joke. (laughs) A bad joke. Yeah. (laughs) Joke you didn't even get right. But that's the thing though. It's like, and then what? how that person takes that conversation can go one of two ways that can be a motivating factor for them, or it can send them a little bit deeper. So you kind of have to like tread light with the tough love. Some people take it a little bit better than others. And I will always do my best to keep restructuring my approach um, in terms of like where I'm guiding their focal point in that process so that they, you know, they have that opportunity to be successful. But at some point, like if I have tried and you aren't giving your effort into like, this is a two-way road, right? If it's just me putting in the effort, like I'm not the one that needs to make these changes. It's you. That's why you came here in the first place. So you need to be responsible for the majority of this. It doesn't matter. And, And then what's the next part of that conversation? Well, the program doesn't work. It's not the program. Like you can try any program and I guarantee you, you will still be stuck at the exact same place that you started because it's you that needs to change, not the program. I think that comes back. And I think we did an episode on this of how you do anything is how you do everything. Absolutely. It's not the program. It's your effort and the choices you make around what is presented in a program. And I have this conversation sometimes in the very beginning, you know, when people are meeting with me as prospective clients, you know, sometimes the conversation is, it's too expensive, but like, what have you done in the past? You know, you've tried X, Y, Z, you've spent thousands of dollars on all this other stuff and you're still in the exact same place, if not worse. And I know that if you walk out of here, you will be in the same place. I know that I can help you. Like, you got to take that chance on yourself. You've got to accept that responsibility. You're the piece that needs to change, right? And, and I'm just going to say like, and I'm not coming at this from like, a, like I am holier than, than thou, yeah. because I am definitely in that position too and have been where I've been caught in that vicious cycle where I think that what I'm doing or the people I'm working with, that they're the problem, that this program doesn't work or these macros are wrong or whatever it is. But at the end of it, it's me and my behaviors and my attitude that needs to change. And all of a sudden when you you do work on those pieces, look, things start to snowball. It's not the program. You can literally put any program in front of anybody. And I, I mean, I can confidently say that even though like what I'm trying to say is what our stuff works, but it's not that it's, it's you, you got to get your own shit together. (laughs) I don't want to say this very broad question, but how do people get their shit together? The easy, well, I'm going to say my easy answer is like, what is your driving factor? Is your driving factor? I want to lose 10 pounds. 
Or is your driving factor is I don't like how I feel when I look in the mirror. It's not what I see in the mirror. It's how I feel when I look in the mirror. I'm not the wife or the husband that I want to be because of how I feel. And yeah, the weight might be a contributing factor of that, but it's not the, it's not the thing. You know what I mean? Because what happens if this program actually does go successfully for you and you lose those 10 pounds, like then what? You may still feel that same way because you haven't really dived into the anchoring things. And we've talked about this before, just understanding that deeper why, right? And multiple whys. Like maybe losing 10 pounds is what your goal is, but you actually want to lose those 10 pounds because you have this lengthy family history of diabetes and heart disease and cancer. And your parents died when they were in their fifties and you're now approaching your fifties. And that terrifies you. Like that's something to anchor on so that when all of these fleeting distractions surround you, you're like, no, I don't want to end up like that. And that is more important to me than X, Y, Z. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that people are missing is their goals are too superficial. And I've been caught in that too. Like, like arguably right now, my goals are way superficial. Like I have aesthetic goals for my referee career, but like that stems deeper for me. And I know what that, what those deeper whys are. And I think that if you can anchor yourself on those deeper things, you've at least got something to push you forward when those times do get tough. And I hate that saying, because it's so cliche, but when those distractions surround you and are you going to be perfectly executing it? No, but you're preventing yourself from, let's say you misstep that you don't take 25 more missteps after that, that you take one misstep and you're like, okay, cool. I just ventured off course, but I don't want to end up like my father. So I'm going to come back to these behaviors of how this person I want to be would behave. And notice I'm using the word behave, right? Because again, it's not the X, Y, Zs or the check marks. It's like your process of what you're doing in order to get to those check marks. How do you keep the deeper whys at the forefront? I talk not not even as a like as a coach, but how like speaking as a client who on a day to day basis. Does that make sense? Like my most obvious, like at me personally, working through my own mm-hmm. is they are everywhere. So like I've written them down. I see them on my desktop, on my computer. I see them on sticky notes. I see them in my journal that I write in every day on the top right hand corner of the page is like one thing out of those deeper whys. Like it's just, it's in my face when it's in your face, you have no other, no other option than to pay attention to it. Right. But you had to go through that process to find out what those whys were. And then you had to take the initiative to put them in your face, right? You don't just think about them and then forget about it. And you pay attention to what the scale says every morning. Like, it's not about that. It's about these other things. It's about putting, taking those whys and breaking them down on your daily so that you know that I'm, eating clean today because that's going to help me from a health perspective in this way, shape or form, you know, to tie it back to that. And I review that on a weekly basis that like, 
how successfully was I to push the needle more forward to these things that I say I'm going to do? And like, if you didn't, what did you learn about that in the process? How can you apply that going forward into the next week? Like there's lots of insight that you can like insight that you can get out of it. Right. But you, you got to have that stuff visible. And I mean, we've done lots of episodes on, on goals period, but we talked about my competitive career when I had those competitive goals, I wrote them on my mirror. And I, I mean, the mirror is something you look at numerous times of the day, every day. So like that was always in my face. I wrote it at the top of my, my workout book. So it was always there. I was looking at it, you know, how do you expect to be attached to it? If you only entertain the idea once and then throw it away, not throw it away, but forget about it. Right. Mm -hmm. What I feel like I know your answer to this verse for the person who use the uses the excuse of I'm not motivated, not even motivated to like dig into their deeper whys. What do you guide them to do? I it, it's so funny because some coaches would take that as like something really hard for them to work with. And I love that reason because the thing you're lacking is not motivation. The thing you're lacking is momentum that once you create some momentum, then motivation tags onto it. And once you've got motivation, guess what tags onto that confidence. And when you've got confidence, then things really start to go, but we always want confidence before we start anything, but before you can start, you need momentum. And the only way to get momentum is to physically start. So if the problem is you don't want to think about your whys, then I really challenge you because there's probably some reason why you're avoiding thinking about those whys. So some sort of emotional reason why. And that precise reason is exactly why you need to do that. Because I guarantee that if you do that, that is something like very anchorable for you, for yourself. The fact that you're avoiding it is like, that's pretty obvious. You know, I think sometimes too, there is a fear of failure that like, if I, why should I go down this road? Because I failed all these other times. I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but what, you know, what is different about this approach? Why that I won't fail? Well, that's because you're starting with figuring out those anchorable pieces and, and very well, you could fail at this too, for sure. Like, I'm not sitting here and saying this is tried, tested, and true and works 100% of the time. Absolutely not. Nothing does. But the thing is, is like, look at everything that you're getting along the way in the process of that no matter what, you're going to be a different person on the other side, regardless whether you achieve or fail those goals. And that's the important part is that middle part. You're more likely, if you do fail it, you're more likely at that point to get up, turn around, and try again. Then you were that if you just didn't start because you were scared of failing. I'm going to check my heart rate right now. 112. What about for the person who is not motivated by that failure? Probably didn't have a deep enough why. Like, think about it, though. If you had a family history of something like that, would that not frighten you enough? Would that not terrify you? That, like, say your parents died in their in their 50s, they both had early heart attacks, 
and you are already on cholesterol medication, trending towards the exact same path, would that not terrify you? And arguably, if it doesn't, then you're not ready to change. And I mean, that's, that's a different conversation. What if it's not something as drastic as that, though? I guarantee you there will always be a layer that's drastic. Drastic differs from person to person, but what's, what's drastic to me may not be drastic to you and vice versa, but it's impactful. That's the word. I just challenge you haven't dug deep enough yet. That or you're not ready for it. Like if you're resistant to look that deep, you may just not be ready for it. And I mean, that's a very valid point too. There comes a point in your life where you're just like, no, I can't keep down this path. I need to change. And that breaking point is different for everybody. Some people recognize it a little bit sooner than later and other people it may be too late. sitting here pondering I'm like wait just deep in thought thought. (laughs) I mean I've I've had some really great conversations you know just with people trying to figure out what those things are and I've had the people who don't know what they are when they walk in here and it's again too it begins with well I just want to be better I want to lift more I want to be stronger I want to lose weight well and it becomes I'm not living up to my potential. I don't know what that potential is, but I know that there's more out there for me. I am not the husband that I know I can be or that I want to be. What I'm doing right now is not the type of person I want to be. I'm not spending enough time on myself because I put everyone else forward and that therefore takes the purpose out of my life. Like, like those, those are heavy things and much different than the initial I want to tone up or lose weight. Right. Like, and I bet you like most of the listeners that are listening right now probably have never had this conversation with themselves. Like not many people want to entertain their own shit, you know? How do you have that conversation with yourself? Sometimes it's not a conversation that you can have with yourself because you need that objective person on the outside to help guide you there. Sometimes that those experiences are so traumatic on the inside that you're just not willing to go deep enough into it. And to have someone else to ask you the proper questions to help push you down that road is what you need to help bring it out because you're not comfortable saying those things or acknowledging them to yourself. Like if you can't acknowledge them, chances are that like on your superficial programs that you've been following, you probably haven't been successful with those things either. And I mean, that's a blanket statement that I'm making right now, but that's just through experience of like 13 years of being in this industry. That's the, that's what I see. And I'm totally guilty of that too. Like, again, I'm not coming from this, from a holier than thou element. Absolutely. I understand what it feels like to be on that other side. And I've had those people have to have those conversations with me to guide me down that road to find that out. But I'm okay telling myself my own bullshit. 
I'm making it hard for you. You're making it very hard. That's fine. That's okay. Got kind of on a soapbox there. That's okay. I was before, like, as you were starting to get going, I was saying, I said to myself, man, you just put the steps there for her to climb onto her soapbox. <laughs> that is your role. You put the steps and you put her up there. It's my own doing. Um, yeah. I just, if you, I, I hope the listeners like are appreciating like the dead silence for thought, right? Like, I don't often get this out of you. No, I know. But like, that's, that's where it's coming from, right? Is this like deep thought and processing the things that you're saying. So you're welcome for the dead silence that you can have a moment to process what is being said and to think about it. And I think that the reason why this is so important to me, and this just comes back to like my own personal purpose that I truly believe why I'm here doing what I'm doing is that I just want the most for the people that I work with. You know, we are capable of great things, but I think our own barriers that we set for ourselves kind of prevent us from that from achieving those things and it's just like you don't want to get to the you don't want to get to 30 and that's the peak of your life and you just kind of like die out the rest of your life you know what I mean that seems like a very dramatic thing to say but it's that's what it is for like a lot of people is we find this stagnant part of our life and we just go through the motions and if you can demand more from yourself, like just like, and I don't mean from like a work piece. I think just more from like, what can I achieve piece? You know? What, what about the people who can't resonate with, like that doesn't resonate with them. And I mean, like from a like greater purpose standpoint, there's that people that are, are, are satisfied being complacent. I get that. And I'm not trying to take it away from them that like, they're not achieving great things or whatever. Like, absolutely you are. And that's fine. But I truly believe that everybody has a breaking point. It happens at different points for us in our lives. Some people get to it a little bit earlier. Some people get to it a little bit later. Some people don't get to it at all. I think just what I meant by that was like my role what I feel that I do best is try and push people towards that. And that's cool. Like if, if you don't have to, like if having goals is not something that you want to do, then you're probably pretty okay with what's going on in your life. If you're not okay with what's going in your on in your life, like, like, like right there, that's the issue. So that means that something needs to change. Are you ready to change? That's the next question. Like, Are you at that breaking point where you say, I can't do this anymore? Then you ask for help. Find the person that can help you. It just means that you don't have the tools. And even if you do have the tools, you may not have the accountability to yourself, right? It's always good to have that person on the outside who has that objective perspective on everything that doesn't confuse distractions with what actually needs to get done. And it takes practice. It's, it takes practice. I didn't get like this overnight. 
I just had people come into my life a lot earlier that instilled these things into me in different ways and different forms. And I've just, you know, put a lot of intensity behind how I use these things. And that's okay. That just means that you haven't been exposed to it. Maybe you don't want it. It doesn't make you any less of a person or less accomplished or whatever. It's just, you haven't reached your breaking point. The cool part about what we do is we usually get those people on the brink of that breaking point. You know, sometimes it's the people who have gone past that and like they are a mess. And sometimes it's the people who are like approaching it. They know they need to do something. They're not quite sure, but they, they just feel that it's the right time to try and do something. Like how great is that opportunity? It's never too late. It's never too late. It might be a little bit harder on the tail end, but it's never too late. It's never too late to start something. What's the worst thing that can happen if you start? Here's my question for you. What's the worst thing that can happen? Are you asking me? Yeah. Specifically? Yeah. Putting you on the hot seat. No. Well, I'm going to say that you fail, but you don't fail. Exactly. See, I listen. I set you up. You did not. I knew exactly what you were saying. I've been like, around long enough. So <laughs> you fail and then you look back and see what you gained from your failure. And then you start all over again. Like exactly. I know how this works. Like even so. if you start something and fail, you are still ahead of not starting. And that's the part that gets me. It's like, what are you scared to start for? Because even if you do fail, like those of you that are scared to start because of failure, like even if you do fail, it doesn't matter. You're still learning something in the process that you didn't know before. You're acquiring information. And that's what our lives are about is just gathering information, right? Like, I don't know how that's a bad scenario. I get that it motivates people in different ways, but it's not a, it's not a negative thing experience is never negative that's a that's a blanket i take that back but (laughs) there are certain scenarios where bad experiences are bad (laughs) i'm sure if you worked hard enough you could find them (laughs) like i was thinking extreme (laughs) but i'm sure if you worked hard enough right Hmm. you wanted to go deep today that was your goal I didn't just want to put out like another fluffy. This is why sleep is important. (laughs) I mean, those are important things too, but just I've had a lot of like conversations in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I made that post the other day about gaffes and gains and it is like, and all of my, all of my experiences over the years of working with thousands of people have all have are kind of like all accumulating into this. And I've known all along that like, no, it's not the program, but I just didn't know how to make it about those bigger things. And it, it really, truly, like, if you don't believe in that, if it really, truly can sound cliche, I understand that but then you're probably one of those people that are not looking deep enough. Yeah. You just answered 
a question that I was going to ask. <laughs> so I think like those of you that are listening, that's kind of my challenge to you is like, like if you're a member, what brought you here in the first place? Was it a superficial goal? Do you still have those superficial goals or are you able to, after listening to this episode, dig a little bit deeper? Are you able to have that conversation with yourself? And I think a lot of us can, but we're scared to. And that's, I think that comes from an admittance of failure perspective. But I think that comes back to my question of what if it doesn't resonate with people as deeply as it does with you? Because it's very clear that you're passionate about this. But what if, like, people are okay with where they're at or with their superficial goal and understanding maybe the deeper why connected to it? Do you think that those people are struggling to see progress? Probably. Oh, I was, I was thinking you're going to say probably not. Oh, no, I would say probably. So then I think that that's worth the conversation. Because it would be interesting to hear their perspective of why they think they're struggling. You know what I mean? Versus if like you're a bodybuilder and you're going through this bodybuilding specific program, that makes sense. That's a very superficial thing, but arguably you're failing at some of those things because there are some underlying behaviors that need to be looked at, right? When you're trying to do what we do, I don't think you can, like there are people that go through it and see success. Absolutely. And achieve those superficial goals. And that's, that's great. Fantastic. But I think that if you're one of those, I think this more is for the people that are in that repetitive cycle that like they start something, it's not working. So they try something different. It's not working. They try something different. It's not working. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's a repeated behavior. There's a common denominator in all of that. And that is you. So I, I think not resonating is something you're almost trying to put an umbrella on it and choose not to get that deep. I think that if you have the right conversation with the right person, with the right questions, you can get to that level. And if you can't, you're not ready to exhaust that level. Which I've also had those conversations with some people too. You know, I spoke to a woman two weeks, two weeks ago who gave me that exact scenario. I've done this. It didn't work. I did this. It didn't work. I did this. It didn't work. You can tell me to do this. It won't work. But when I brought the conversation back to her, she would not acknowledge it. And I told that person straightforward, you're not ready for this. And that's okay. I can't help it. We can't help everybody, right? Mm -hmm. I get that. I want to, but I can't. You have to be ready. Some people have shit underneath that they don't even know. And that's what I mean. You need that objective person to try and bring that out in you. And I was one of those people. Like it's, I have very addictive behaviors, but that's because I'm trying to cover up 
other things that make me feel uncomfortable. It's easy for me to pour my head into work or working out or whatever it might be because I'm avoiding dealing with some of these other things. I mean, that's a very easy way to show it. I'm not like, I don't care. I can talk about that. That's why I can't go to the casino. (laughs) I'm joking. Can't drink wine, can't go to the casino. (laughs) Two two addicting behaviors. (laughs) This is like a therapy session. Yeah. And there's that too. That's a comment that I usually get in some of my, my consultations is like, should have somebody told me I should have a couch in here because it's like a therapy session but like that's the level that you need to connect with and if you connect that deep you're more likely to see the success or the change the transformation that you're trying to find you know you coming to me because you want a workout program is not actually the problem because you're you feel like it's time to do something no let's let's find out why at the end of the day, I love that we can have these conversations. And I've been, I've been kind of like thinking about this a lot because I've been talking about the NSI a lot lately in our media stuff. But like the fact that we sit down and have these conversations with our clients just truly shows how much we care. Well, and I, and just to go back on the whole therapy thing, because that came up in a conversation with one of my clients and she prefaced the conversation of, I know this is like out of our PT session agreement, but, and it comes off as like you being like a therapist, this is what I'm going through. And it's like, that's a sign of level of trust. And you don't just get that level of trust anywhere. Right. And it's cool that we have that and that clients can come to us with bigger things like that. And just, it, it, it shows we care. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like if you phone me up and said, I want to join your gym and I say, Hey, cool. It's this much money. I'll see you tomorrow. Like what a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy these conversations now. Like, man, there's nothing better than seeing someone on the end of it. And like, I had a conversation with somebody on Monday and she said to me, the person that started with you, the girl, this is what she said. The girl that started with you was lonely, so self-confident depressed, hated waking up in the morning and like, just went on to list all these like super sad things. And she's like, who I am today is the exact opposite of that. She's like, I'm so excited when I wake up, I've got everything mapped out. I feel like I've got purpose in my day. I'm so, I'm so confident. Sometimes I look at myself in the mirror multiple times and I just to be like, yeah, right on. I like what I see. And you know, comments like that. I was like, holy shit, this is like black and white from who I was speaking to 15 weeks ago. You know, like that is amazing. Were those her, like, were her original goals along those lines or those byproducts of? That was the deeper why stuff. She hated who she had become because she was someone who was much the same, poured herself into her fitness and nutrition, liked how she looked. And as a result was very successful in her business and X, Y, Z, but then had regression because of some circumstances that happened and was never able to climb out of that valley. It just snowballed deeper and deeper and deeper. And she sat there and told me like, I do not like the person I am or who she had become. And like, those are powerful words. Who can say that to themselves confidently? You know, I hate who I am right now. Like, 
not many people will admit that to themselves or especially to another person. Right. But then 15 weeks later of pouring some super intensity into what she was doing on a day-to-day basis, she could, it was like, I was talking to a whole different person. And that's what I mean. It's about so much more than, you know, just fitness or just nutrition or whatever. Like you have to have this bigger outlook on it and you have to have these things to anchor to. And we came back and revisited those things all the time, week after week that like she would have a super hectic day at work where it just like destroyed her schedule that she had put out for herself and meant that she couldn't prioritize some of these things for herself. So we talked about being adaptable and like how to rate that and work that into her day. And as a result, she was dealing with stress much differently, which promoted positive behavioral changes as were before it was making her drink and eat and not work out and stay up till two in the morning and, you know, um, hide in her work. So it's cool that like, you know, you can admit that first of all, and then revisit it and then look back on it after and be like, no, this is like, I'm not that person anymore. But if you just start with, I want to lose 10 pounds and that's like what you anchor yourself to like, cool. I hope that you lose your 10 pounds. Like, I hope that, but what are you going to feel like on the end of it? I probably guess you're going to feel as shitty as you might right now. And I mean, these things are contextual, right? Like, like I said, if you're a bodybuilder and you're doing a bodybuilding specific type of approach, that's different. That's context. This is, this is when you want more out of yourself. This is when you're not achieving your goals because the goals you set out, they weren't deep enough. (laughs) When we started, I was like, I think we got to have like a no bullshit episode. (laughs) I think it definitely turned into that. <laughs> okay, that was heavy. What's your listener question? What kind of already addressed it? Like, what brought you here in the first place? How superficial was it? What keeps you here? And I mean, not like the community, the coaches, like, what is your reason for being here, right? Because it's it's outside of those things. Those are benefits of being here. Um, so, and then I challenge you to, can you deepen that? Can you figure out what is underlying it? And then if you do write it out, put it somewhere. If you want to share it with me, I would love to be a part of that. I'm happy to share mine. If anybody wants to have that conversation with me and arguably I've discussed it on here before too so (sighs) what episode we're on 67 yeah why am i not achieving my goals what a simple question it's a very complex answer yeah layers onions onion layers (laughs) all right episode 67 thanks for listening as always make sure you follow Ooh, that is the earphone. I am so sorry about that. <laughs> um, as always, make sure you're following our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know how to reach out to us with your listener question answers. And we'll see you next week.